it's time to talk about all things mental health. This is Get Mental with Cecile Ahrens. As a seasoned licensed therapist, Cecile is the owner of Transcend Therapy and is here to inform, guide, and connect you on the big and small everyday happenings that affect our mental and emotional well-being. Cecile is passionate about making a lasting and positive impact on people, connecting them to their own wisdom and strength while having a little fun along the way. Get ready to challenge the power of your human spirit. It's time to get mental. And now here's your host, Cecile Ahrens. All the things they say should matter, corrupted by the senseless chatter. Hi everyone, Cecile here with Get Mental Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you guys are having a good week as always and staying positive and hopeful and taking care of your mental health. Today I have the honor and privilege and experience of talking about one of the most important subjects in mental health in my opinion, which is the subject of trauma. Um, You may have heard me say this already in previous uh, shows, but I do believe that this is our our single most important uh, problem right now. And it's the root cause of many of the issues, mental health and physical issues, I would argue, um, that you're seeing in the world today. I know that's a kind of sounds like a really big claim, but I stand by it. And hopefully this talk that I'm going to do today, it's short and sweet, but it's going to be packed with a lot of really good and hopefully helpful and inspiring information for you. So the subject is trauma and the title of the show is why is trauma, you know, such a, so pervasive, right? Um, why is trauma such a a monster there's there's no other way to really for me to really um uh characterize it you know especially when you haven't had a lot of treatment yet so stick with me on that like it's a monster when it's untreated and unmanaged but there are also upsides to trauma, if you can call it that. Um, so the upside of PTSD, for example, is what's called post-traumatic growth. That 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 could be, you know, um, what uh, helps you be uh, resilient and stronger and just more fortified against life's advert advertis- uh, adversaries. Sorry, but that's not the subject for today. The subject is trauma, and so I want to talk a. L- a little bit about what it means you know i'm not uh i'm not going to start with a clinical definition i'm just going to start with you know just talking to you from a human being to another human being so trauma is basically anything that is significant enough for you where it has impacted your self-esteem your sense of self-worth where the you know it has impacted your functioning where it has limited your life in some way, shape, or form, okay? So it's not so much what happened, but it's the impact and how you experienced it and how pervasive some of the effects are still in your life today. The types of trauma are, you know, as some of you already know, are the different types of abuse, emotional, 
mental, physical, sexual, financial abuse is also a form of abuse and can be very, very traumatic. Um, when you think about it, if you don't have resources or money, you know, it, it affects everything and it really puts our bodies in fight or flight and survival mode. So those are kind of the common things um, that people think about when they think of a traumatic experience. There's also neglect, emotional and physical neglect. That's also very traumatic because your needs are not getting met. And that creates a lot of psychological and emotional injuries to us and our spirits. But broadly speaking, there are different types of trauma, big and small. And I am deriving this um, from the National Child Traumatic Stress Network. So some of the types are bullying, community violence. Okay, this is violence that are um, you're witnessing, you know, in the community, in the media, when they're reporting it. That's also arguably traumatic and you know being exposed to that over and over again is not good for our psyche um, and for our mental health complex trauma and this is where you know you've had a lot of interpersonal trauma from family friends trusted people um and there's just kind of layers of emotional and psychological and sexual or physical injuries that have occurred so that's often the kinds of um people or cases I help with or, and people I support. Um, there's natural disasters, right? Trauma from hurricanes, earthquakes, tornadoes, wildfires, tsunamis, floods, trauma from um, early childhood trauma, developmental trauma also, as we call it. Trauma that happens bef at, you know, before age seven. So zero to six is usually um, early childhood trauma. Intimate partner violence, right? Or domestic violence is another form of trauma. Medical trauma, refugee trauma, the trauma of being displaced, war, persecution, um, sex trafficking, terrorism and violence. Okay, 9-11 was traumatic to all of us, um, you know, to some extent, right? And grief, traumatic grief. So those are the, the, the general types. Now, after hearing all of that, I would bet that none of you have not experienced any form of trauma. I think you all would agree that we have all experienced one or more forms of trauma in our lifetime. And we know of people who have experienced one or more forms of trauma in their lifetime, okay? That's the premise. The stats support that. Trauma is so prevalent. Prevalent, prevalent, prevalent. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Global. It's a global problem, okay? And... Um, it has long lasting effects and the effects cannot be underestimated. Okay, this is why I'm so passionate about this. So what do we know about trauma? There's a lot of studies around this topic in the mental health and medical communities, but the one of the best ones I wanna share with you guys today is called the ACE study. 
This is this was done in Kaiser, uh, by Kaiser in 1995. They studied um, a group of people between 1995 and 1997. And by the way, ACE stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. So this is something that mental health clinicians are very familiar with. And some of you may have heard it if you're interested in mental health, but um, there's tests you can take to find out what your ACE score is, so to speak. But let me, let me just talk about the study, Adverse Childhood Experiences, conducted by Kaiser Permanente between 1995 to 1997. And basically, um, they did physical exams conducted by doctors, by the way, medical doctors, not mental health. They did physical exams with um, their patients and they completed, they asked the patients to complete these confidential surveys regarding their childhood experiences. Okay. Um, and there's a set of questions there. And the questions are basically around, you know, whether someone has experienced child abuse um, in the form of physical, mental, sexual, or physical neglect, right? Um, they also ask questions about the quality of your household, you know, if parents were substance abusing, and if, you know, one or more parent has ever been to prison. So there's actually only 10 questions. That's the question that kind of goes out to the general public and you answer it and you know every yes is a point one point so there's a total of 10 questions and the highest score that you can have is 10. so your a score is very predictive of the your health outcomes and future outcomes for you if you don't interrupt the pattern so it's a really important piece of research it's a really important piece of information for you if you're interested um you could just google a score test you know answer the question you could also go to cdc the centers for disease control um they have some information there on this so the higher the score the higher the risk factors for you um as far as your health physical and mental health and your opportunities, you know, the your 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 future basically because if you think about it, it, it trauma affects how you feel about yourself, right? It affects your health, your body. So a lot of times people with untreated trauma or unrecognized trauma come come uh, experience a lot of health problems some some are labeled or we know what they are and some are very kind of unexplainable or cannot be you know linked to any particular disease but you know like chronic pain for example like people come with a lot of what we called unexplained physical or somatic symptoms and once a doctor can't really figure out what it is anymore, they'll usually say, okay, you need to talk to somebody because now, you know, we're all starting to understand the really strong link between your body and your, your mental health. So I want to read to you guys something from the CDC as far as the, the ACE study findings that generally speaking, what this study has found is that all of those early childhood experiences, right? The, the higher the scores, the more risk you have for 
a traumatic uh, brain injury, for fractures, for burns, for depression, anxiety, suicide, PTSD. You have a higher risk for unintended pregnancy, complications in pregnancy, fetal death. You have a higher risk to contract an infectious disease. You have a higher risk to con contract chronic diseases and, can and cancer. You have um, a higher risk for risky behaviors like alcohol, drug abuse, addictions in general, unsafe sex, toxic relationships, and you have a higher risk for missing out on major life opportunities, education, in, in, in education, in, in your professional career, in your income, you know, potential. Because again, right, you're, you're usually putting out fires all the time when you're in, when you have a lot of trauma because you're in survival mode and you may not always know that you're in survival mode. And then if you have medical issues on top of that, you're dealing with that, right? And then if you're, you know, in relationships that are very dysfunctional and unhealthy and abusive, you're dealing with that. You know, and all of that erodes your self-esteem. So how are you going to make these awesome decisions and take big risks in your life when you're constantly in survival mode, you're putting out fires all the time, you don't know where you're going to be, you don't know, you know, what the next two months are going to look like, right? And you're having all of these symptoms on top of that, you know? So... This is why trauma is such a monster. The web, the web of trauma, so complex and complicated and far reaching. Okay, so it, it, you know, the more traumas you have, the more you are at a higher risk for these things. But if you've listened to me long enough, you know I'm always about hope and possibilities. And I know this firsthand because I've been there, okay? I've been there, but not only that, I don't wanna just lead with that. I know it firsthand because I've seen it before my very eyes over and over and over and over and over again. I see people, you know, survive this and are thriving and are living fulfilled lives, of course, there's no magic wand. Like I always say, you have to put in the time and the work, but it is so worth it. You're suffering anyway, right? You might as well, you know, suffer, quote unquote, by doing some of the therapy and processing it in a safe and manageable way so that you can really put the past behind you, you know, so that the wound becomes a scar, Okay, because oftentimes with trauma, if it goes untreated and unaddressed, that wound is never a fully, never fully a scar. That's why you can think of a memory 20 years later and cry just like that as if it just happened. Because there are what we call frozen memories. They're not integrated processed memories. They were only frozen frozen in time, but they haven't been processed and integrated and put in its proper place. That's why trauma triggers can be very, very um, destabilizing, especially if you don't know that that's what's happening, you know? 
and um, listen to that. When you're having those kinds of experiences, that's those are signs that there's some stuff there that is wanting to come out, that there's some stuff there that you can't put your finger on that needs attention, okay? And that's the time, if you're not already thinking about it, to really reach out and talk to a trauma-informed therapist to see if you guys can start working on some of these things. Okay, and we're very gentle about it. We're not going to force you. We're going to work with you on your pace. And the best one of the best treatments I know is EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. I've talked about that before. And um, it is known to really be effective. There are other forms of uh, interventions for trauma. This is my preference. And it has been researched a lot to show efficacy within a shorter amount of time than any than other types of trauma interventions and um you know one of the most cost effective forms of treatment because you're not there for as long as you would be perhaps if you were doing um like traditional talk therapies so of course results vary right but I just, I just want to give you guys real information, real hope, and uh, real possibilities, you know, because this is, you're not alone. You've heard me say that over and over again, but it's this, it's so true. You never know what somebody's experiencing behind closed doors. Trust me on that. I see people from all walks of life, powerful people, you know, people who um, are, you wouldn't think would have any problems right? Like we all have issues, hashtag. So that's, that's why trauma, back to trauma, that's why it's such a pervasive, um, persistent problem because it affects everything. I'm not exaggerating everything. Your mind, your body, your brain on a cellular level has been changed you know, brain scans have shown that. Um, your choices, your dreams are affected by this. The people you say yes to, the people you say no to, right? Your expectations of yourself and others. It Trauma permeates every part of our lives, especially if we've dealt with long-term and you know big traumas as we call them so please 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 do not dismiss or minimize your experience of it and get some support just start somewhere you don't have to know all the steps just start just reach out you know um so that's what i want to say about trauma I want to talk a little bit about what it does to us mental health wise, okay? Because I've talked about it generally, but specifically, oftentimes you're going to see a lot of, you know, do a self check as I'm doing this, okay? A lot of anxiety, a lot of kind of perfectionistic behaviors, sometimes uh, over control. You know, really trying to um, make sure that everything everything in your life is kind of in place because 
depending on the trauma, sometimes that's how it manifests because you're trying to, you know, kind of not be in that place anymore. Or the flip side might happen for you where you're just perpetuating the chaos because that's what you're used to. And that's what you might consciously or unconsciously think you deserve. So sabotaging, recreating traumatic experiences by continuing to, you know, knowingly or unknowingly put yourself in situations that repeat the traumatic experiences. So think about your relationships, right? Trauma bonds can be can be solidified or created. What is that? Trauma bond is basically like you picking a person that has a lot of, you know, qualities of your previous abuse abusers or perpetrators um, and you're drawn to them right and you know that's when you start kind of feeling connected and attached when they have a lot or some of those qualities they have enough kind of dysfunctional qualities that you form a bond with them that's the simplest way i can explain a trauma bond that you're bonded you're attaching to the trauma not the person but you're not aware of that usually you know and that's why maybe a healthier person doesn't light you up right? And doesn't, you know, make you want to like have a relationship with them because you're not attaching. You're, you're not, you're still at that kind of stage in your, in your journey where you're attaching to the trauma more than you are attra attaching to a healthy person, right? And one of the kind of um, ways I like to explain that is, you know, the trauma replay, right? The trauma bond is kind of a form of a trauma replay because, you know, perhaps, you're choosing that because you deep down inside want to change how that story ends. So let's keep repeating this, this pattern because maybe this time this person is going to choose me now. Or maybe this time this person is finally going to love me and finally not going to forsake me and abandon me. That's the unmet need. That's the deeper desire, you know? And But in therapy, you start to really unpack that and figure out together, discover together healthier ways to get those needs met. And it usually means that that person you thought could do it, if they're really, really on the unhealthy end, that no, they're not the ones who are gonna finally meet that need, that, that the best thing to do is for you to find another circle or another person who's healthier. You know, sometimes that other person can do the work and is willing to do the work. And then there's some kind of, you know, happy ending, so to speak, in the end. Um, but, you know, you don't have to wait for that if if uh, if that other person is definitely not showing signs that they they want to join you in that journey of growth and healing. So that's what it can look like right it can look like addiction it can look like eating disorders you know it i have yet to meet a person with an eating disorder who didn't have some form of trauma or neglect or abuse um and again right it's not judgment i'm just kind of doing education stuff here it can look like depression hopelessness helplessness indecision you know um it can look like relate like a series of dysfunctional relationship one dysfunctional relationship to another 
You know, it can look like high risk behaviors where you're just putting yourself in precarious situations, things that are not people, places and things that are not in your best interest. Okay, those are kind of the more obvious ones. The not so obvious ones are, you know, perhaps the higher functioning folks who are living, you know, kind of what looks like a normal life. They have a job, they have a family, kids, and then there's, you know, stuff behind closed doors. You know, maybe it manifests as I can't, I can't be honest with my partner. I can't verbalize my needs. I can't assert myself at work. I can't stand up to my boss. Those are, you know, kind of the more subtle um, ways that trauma can play out in your life, you know. So just start to think about that. Think about what's holding me back. What's keeping me from a life, you know, that is happier. And, you know, if you're in a good place now, that's great. You don't have to always keep looking for a problem if it's not there, right? But just start having an honest inventory, you know, areas of your life where you feel like you could grow and where you you're just feel like, you know, there's something there. I can't put my finger on it. Sometimes trauma has that kind of quality because some of this stuff is repressed. Some people don't even remember you know, I've asked people point blank, has this ever happened to you? And there's no. And then as we do some work together, yes, it comes, comes, some of this stuff comes up. You know, I'm not saying this is always the case, but, you know, it's often enough because that's the nature of traumatic memory or sorry, of a traumatic experience. Like your body tries to protect you from feeling and thinking about it. And sometimes it goes into overdrive and it just completely, you know, just disconnects it from your life right which brings me to another point that's another form uh, another way uh, trauma can play out in your life is dissociation and dissociation doesn't mean you know you have to have like what what previously was called multiple personality disorders I mean you know um, that can still happen and that's the extreme form but there are milder forms of uh, dissociation and you know, we all do that from time to time, right? Like we don't always remember how we got from our house to, I don't know, the grocery store, right? You're not always fully present. But in this concept, context, dissociation is, you know, to the point where it really is creating um, harm, significant harm to you and the quality of your life, right? And it's creating um, major avoidance, you know, in your life. Uh, so there's ways that we can work with that in therapy. I don't I don't specialize per se in DID. That's what it is now called, dissociative identity disorder. Um, but mild cases of it we can work with. If it's really really severe, then um, we would refer you to to you know other another provi other providers who uh, might be better equipped to help you with that. So that's trauma. That's why it's a monster. Okay, I just wanted to spend a little bit of time really just unpacking this and really breaking it down for you guys because I know it's a buzzword and you know it we think we know what it means and I I think there's still a lot of room for improvement and helping people really understand the implications of these kinds of experiences, 
you know, for us as human beings and the long lasting effects and that it's not just something that you completely, you know, kind of forget, right? And that is not the goal, by the way, of treatment. Um, because, you know, some of these, some of these things you'll never forget, right? The goal is for these things, these experiences, not to have so much control over your life anymore. Similar to when you would look at a wound, a scar, you look at the scar, you'll remember, right? What that injury was from and what happened, but it doesn't hurt anymore. You know, maybe there's a bit of scar tissue there, but it's just not really affecting your life that much anymore. That is what we work towards, you know, in EMDR and trauma-informed care is how can we make the past be the past and how can the past have very little to no impact on your future and in your present life? And you have to do some of that feeling and talking and, you know, looking at it stuff. But again, I'm biased here, another EMDR plug. The beauty of EMDR is we can do that without you having to like do so much disclosure, especially things that are very uncomfortable and triggering for you to talk about. There's ways we can work through that um, without putting you in that position and we can still get some, some relief and some good results. So please give yourself the benefit of support and proper, proper treatment. This isn't your fault. It's what happened to you, you know? And there's a better life out there for you. There's a better way, you know? I'm just start somewhere, okay? But I want to validate that if you have been experiencing some or all or all of this or milder to severe versions of it, you're not going crazy. You are not going crazy, okay? You are not alone and it's not your fault. And there is help available. When there's no magic wand, but there is help available. And you deserve that, okay? That's really the final lesson uh, message here. Trauma's a monster. But just like monsters, what, do happen, what happens to monsters in movies, you can beat the monster. And in real life, that is 100% true, okay? It's symbolic in the movies, but the actuality is in real life, you can beat the effects of trauma, you know? It may not be, like, I'm not saying you're going to have a perfect life, but you can have, you can thrive. You can have a quality of life that is definitely going to be a lot better than the quality of life you had, you know, you have now if you're suffering. Okay. And it's there. It's there waiting for you. Please really take this to heart. Okay. Um, so that's it, you guys. Hopefully, like I always say, this was helpful and informative and inspires you to take care of your mental health. And in that way, taking care of that means you're also going to be more available to take care of other things in your life. Um, so thank you for listening as always. And if you have any questions, 
please, you can email me directly at transcendtherapy at gmail.com, transcendtherapygmail.com. If you have any future uh, topics you want to suggest or you want us to cover, I'm open to suggestions. Um, if you want to follow us on Facebook, uh, please go to Get Mental on Facebook. We have a group there, a very, uh, you know, loyal and and great group and uh we have also um a presence on instagram um called get mental okay and also transcend therapy inc transcend underscore therapy underscore inc so there's a lot of different places you can find us but um yeah until next time be well be gentle get mental because we all have issues bye for now Thanks for joining us today on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons. To learn more about Cecile, become a sponsor or guest on Get Mental, or if you have any questions about mental health, visit TranscendTherapyCA.com. That's TranscendTherapyCA.com. Join us next week at this same time for more talk on all things mental health on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons. Oh,